Hello, beautiful. Welcome to Stepping Into the Light with Julia Treat. That's me, your host for today's segment. I just want to give a shout out to all of you. I, I know that you're working hard, you're, you're hanging in there and, um, you know, bravo. We're all in this together. We're in this great awakening together. And, you know, we are all doing our part to help change this world and make it into the most beautiful place that it was meant to be. So when I saw this young woman's uh, interview the other day, Olivia Black, I knew I had to have her on my show because she is, you know, she has special gifts that she is using to help the children. And um, I know from her story, it took a lot to come out to, to do this work, but she felt the calling, I guess, and, and heard the calling, whatever it may be. And I'll let you talk more about that, Olivia. But, but guys, um, I want you to hear her story and then also how she may be able to help, you know, maybe your child, your friend's child, or just something you hear from our conversation, all right, that might help you moving forward in this, in this, this battle. All right, in this battle between good and evil. We know that the, the big evil beings are being taken down, but at us here as these spiritual warriors, we are needed to do our part. And Olivia's doing her part. I'm covered in chills right now. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia's doing her part in an amazing way. And so I just wanted to share her story with you. So Olivia, welcome. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you for having me. I saw you on um, my friend Kathy Hartman's show. And um, Kathy, man, she's never stopped either. She just keeps, she's, she's a warrior too for this, for God and um, for God's source, whatever you call that. Um, but when I heard your story and I want you to talk about it a little bit, like kind of where you came from. Um, I am putting the title on this. I kind of been leaning into it, but it's really like something like intuitive catching petals. That's what we are doing. And I've, I caught one of the largest child trafficking um, or pornography providers in the Poconos here in Pennsylvania several years ago. Um, and it was all just because I was guided, you know, to guided to see what he was doing um, at a water park. That is on my other podcast, guys. You can look it up. It's just I caught a pedo at a water at the water park. That's actually the name of the um the segment. So I want to talk about how you got into this work and it from your own experiences from a from a child. And I think a lot of us are learning we had experiences as children that now are leading us to a, a purpose here of how we can change things so that that doesn't happen any longer. So wherever you wanna start in the story perhaps when, when you were younger and how, I mean, it's up to you. It's your story and, and take it away. Well, it kind of leads me to my next big project. And so you're helping me bring it out and kind of like being able to speak in a public forum in a podcast this way, um, my big, you know, new story that I'm working on is memoirs of a medium and where it all started and how I knew I was a medium mm -hmm. and how I had to see a horrific situation with a, a spirit in my home that was a child. Wow. Um, that's, <laughs> that's how far this goes. Yeah. Um, and I, I really want to thank you real quick, guys. Th this can be used for good or bad. Okay. I just, I hope you're finally learning that. And there's those of us that are here changing the world in the most beautiful way. And, and we, that's why I want to share stories like yours. You know, we're making changes. So thank you for, for coming out of the closet with the rest of <laughs> I know what it takes. I know what it Literally. takes. Um, and, you know, I had a, a, a difficult childhood, but I think if not all mediums and psychics that I've spoken to um, throughout the progression of my career, we've all come from suffering in our childhoods being considered black sheep, scapegoats, um, being raised by toxic, abusive, narcissistic parents. Um, I lived, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I get it. I lived in a, I lived in a house with a lot of paranormal activity um, in the, in the early eighties um, in Virginia beach, Virginia, I, I guess I could name the city. And my father was kind of high rank military. And of course he was never home being a pilot. And um, I was feeling things in the home that my family didn't understand. They kind of thought that uh, maybe I had a mental health disorder. And my mother was sending me to all these different therapists and they all kept telling her that I was considered uh, indigo child, or I was a medium. I and mean, they had all these terms back in those days. I mean, they still do. And I was seeing a child in my home 
who kept coming to me in my room at night telling me that there was someone staring at me out the window. And I was nine years old at the time. And I was kind of like, oh my gosh, like, am I seeing this? Is this real life? Like, do I have an imaginary friend or is this really an entity? Is this really a spirit? Mm -hmm. And she kept coming in. And one night she did come into my room and say, you know, he is staring at you out the window. And I finally had the courage to look and he was. <laughs> and I still feel to this day that was the person that was targeting me in the first place. And I ran and I told my mother about it. And I slowly started to get more and more clues, like by using my spiritual intuition that this person definitely was following me and watching me. And one afternoon I was on my way to the bus stop and I was approached by a man in a vehicle. And he kept coming around every day and like asking me inappropriate questions about um, you know, what school do I go to, what my name is, and I knew better. I mean, luckily, as a child, my parents did raise me to know what's appropriate social wise and what's not mm -hmm. with strangers. And don't talk to strangers, you know. Yeah. And he kept <laughs> telling me that he knew my father, and that my father would want him to pick me up and take me to school. And something kept telling me, he doesn't know your father, he's lying and he's bad. And he kept coming around and coming around and coming around to the point where I told my principal about it. I told my teacher about it. I told my mom about it. I told my babysitters about it. And finally, I heard a phone call from my mom that uh, they were definitely looking into this person. And then next, you know, I have police coming to my school to talk to me. Wow. Yeah. And I was in a private school at the time. Now, are they and, looking for him because of what you're saying or are there other people saying? Yeah, okay. I don't know. I mean, it was so long ago, but my mother and father didn't want to talk about it for a really long time. Um, it was like a hush-hush topic in my home, <laughs> especially the way that he was captured and how I was literally minutes from being snatched by him. But I had to see him being taken out by, you know, authority figures. Did you and know I was told, part of the plan? Like, were you part of this plan or were they just watching over you as guardians to see if he came around? Like, how did it work? How did it go down? I don't, I think, you see, you hear my dog. Sorry about that. I, okay. I think it was more that my mother told the authorities, my principals told the authorities and my teachers told the authorities. And then he kept coming around and kept telling me, you know, it's okay. You can get in the car with me. We'll go get ice cream. I mean, he was playing off me being a child and what my interests were. He's telling me, oh, I'll, I'll, you know, I see that you like da-da-da on my book bag. You know, I can get you one of those. Like trying to buy me toys, trying to say that this was a good option to get in his car, that I don't have to wait for the bus. Now, I was the only child waiting for that bus because in the school system that I was in, in the sector's to pick up all the children for the private school, they went to all the different bureaus in the neighborhoods. So I was the only child in my neighborhood going to that particular school waiting for that bus. I had no adult supervision. I had nobody watching me yep. and he knew it. And I think that that's what he also took advantage of. And I told my, of course I told, you know, my babysitter about it. And I think she was the one who took it more serious than anybody else. Hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it was because I, I can't remember that, but um, I think it was because she had it, something similar happened to her as a child too. And one afternoon I was getting off the bus and um, I remember it was like months after that phone call. Cause he didn't come around for a while after I heard my mom on the phone with the authorities and it was definitely the police she was speaking to. And like I said, they came to my school and talked to me and my mom and my principal. And I think it was maybe three or four months after that, then he came around again. But this time he came around when I was getting home, not when I was getting to school. And when I got off the bus, by the time I got around the side of the corner where the bus let me off and to cross the street, I was nabbed by police quick. They're like, Livia, get in the car. I still mm -hmm. remember what they look like to this day. 
it was such a flash. It was like, whoa, you know, I was just like, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, and then all these, all these SUVs and all these police cars are coming around. And the next thing you know, they're like, please get down. We don't want you to see this. And they drove out of that section and the inner, like they basically jumped back on the interstate. And so we didn't want you to have to see that, but I did see it. You saw enough of it. Yeah. And at a young age, it left an impact. I did have to see it. I have to say, I, they told me to not look, but as a child, when they tell you not to do something, <laughs> yeah. it was just, I kind of had to see what they were trying to get me out of the way of. Cause I knew I saw his car coming around the corner. It kind of scared me when I was crossing the street. I said, Oh, there he is. Hmm. But they're watching him. <laughs> that that happened. And uh, yeah, well, it took my parents 20 years to tell me what was in his car. And that's the sad part. And that's the horrific part that I have to admit to myself and to the world. Now I have to have this conscious awareness to know what the purpose of him coming after me was. He was watching my sister. Do you want to share what was in the car or? Or would you yeah, really- it I takes my time leading up to this because it takes a lot for me to say, especially and you don't have I'm, to. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. I'm going to do some things. I yeah. told Kathy's podcast, so I'll tell yours, but I just, it's, it's hard because my, my own mother had a, it, it had a problem telling me and I understood that part, mm-hmm. but um, he had a beta camcorder uh, camera in his car. And he had um, sex paraphernalia. Yeah, it, it was definitely a, a pornography, child pornography situation. Right, and that's what bothers me. Absolutely, and um, wow, it's you know, and since this whole awakening is coming about, I think we're all really learning how prevalent it is. You know, it's mm-hmm. far worse than we ever imagined. We knew it was bad enough, but like now it's on. You know, every corner, every just so you're brave to share this because I know um, talking about things from childhood that left such an impact can be very difficult. Um, even though it didn't end up happening, it's still. It oh, leaves- I got lucky it didn't happen. And right. I feel like me trusting that inner voice, the my spirit guides, my angels, my. Well, at that time, I didn't really know anybody that passed over. My grandparents were still alive, thank goodness. But. And that um, child spirit that came to you. Yeah. Spirit, pure spirit came to me because as soon as I was about to cross the street, um, something basically just was screaming at me, look. And then I looked and there were the cops. <laughs> now, and didn't the yeah. child come to you in your room and say someone's looking at you? Or Yeah. That, I mean, okay, I find that very bad thing, like one of your little angels or something. <laughs> I, I will get back to her because there's oh, okay. a, a big significance about her and okay. why I knew at a young age that I was able to communicate with spirit and see spirit. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I don't really see spirit as much as I did as a child. Yeah. And I've done a lot of studies on that. And as children, we are just so heightened. We're able to just feel everything. Um, and I just, I think now as an adult, I'm kind of glad that I don't see them as much as I did as a child because yeah. I, I have enough going on to stress me out as it is as an adult. No, but I totally get that. I'm the same. I don't I, like to see them everywhere. I don't want to see, I see them as orbs now, but as a child, I saw them as orbs and I saw them as physical human, you know, mm-hmm. entities. Like she looked like a, a child that was a human child. She is like, she was standing right at the edge of my bed. I thought I was dreaming, to be honest, for a while with it. Mm-hmm. And then one night she came into my room and she started laughing and she asked me to follow her and she ran down the hall and I followed her all the way down to the end of the hall. And it had to be like two or three in the morning. My parents were asleep. My sisters were asleep. And when I got to the end of the hallway, I saw all these lights of orbs floating and, and dancing across the living room ceiling. And then I got to the bottom of the stairs and I basically chased her into the kitchen. Now, this is where it gets pretty graphic. So I have to just disclaimer, it's pretty gruesome what I had to see. Okay. And that's good because anyone, some, some of my listeners do listen with their kids and I'm all about yeah. the kids, but you do it. You feel right. Mom and dad. I'll just, 
I'll just brief synopsis. It was definitely like a scene in, in a Stephen King film. I'll just mm. leave it at that. Definitely the scene in the movie, The Shining. Yeah, okay. The elevators. Yeah. Um, it was very similar to that. So just go in your mind if you've seen The Shining, just for your listeners for disclaimer issues and and just I don't want to um, overwhelm people's emotions. It was the scariest, craziest thing that I think I've ever seen in my in my entire life. And I saw 30 seconds of it and the whole kitchen was covered. And she came back into my room the next day and said, bad things happened here. Mm -hmm. And I said, what happened? And she basically told me that she was taken by her father and her father took himself and her mom. Wow. I, and we don't realize these things do happen to people. Absolutely. And, to, and I've had and similar this day, I, so yeah. I'm, I'm happy that you're sharing this. So that number one, people will believe their children when they tell them things because that really <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, children see spirit oh, I know I did and I do believe our dogs and cats see spirit especially cats I've done my research on that and I've had absolutely. several cats growing up and I always know when spirits around and the cats really let me know when spirits around mm -hmm. now do they let you know do they change if it's something maybe not a pleasant one um my dogs I have one dog she will let me know if there's something crappy around here um, oh, for uh, sure. And so I'll, you know, tune in and clear and all that, but she'll let me know. Uh, it's not like she comes to me. She'll just do like, maybe go behind the couch, which she never does. And I'm like, okay, well, let's just tune in and see what's going on around here because nothing mm -hmm. else has changed. So yeah, our animals can really alert us to, and the most beautiful things too. So listen to your animals and your children. <laughs> That's part <laughs> of the lesson today. <laughs> most definitely. Most definitely listen to your animals and your children. Um, so, um, so, okay, so you, you saw this, this horrific scene and she was showing you what happened to her. Is that when she kind of exited the scene then? Did she? We moved out after that. Okay. It was kind of like, I kept telling my parents these things. And the more I would tell them, the more, my mom was already remarried at that time. And I was living um, with my stepfather and my mom. And my stepfather um, did social work for the police. So he actually had me tested with my abilities. And yeah. he was pretty shocked that um, I wasn't telling tales. I wasn't lying. Because mm -hmm. um, he was all into that kind of thing. My mom was always very like, this is, it goes against my Christian beliefs. This is against the Bible. This is against God. And and I just, it and I, it still hurts me to this day that my mother still makes me feel inferior about it. But I already explained not, not an understanding of it. And if you haven't experienced it, you're just going to go by what you were taught. You know, yeah. we, we go by what we were taught unless we've experienced something different. Because um, my listeners know my, you know, my dad's a retired minister and we never mm -hmm. talked about any of this stuff ever. And um, and I didn't wake up to my abilities till later. Who knows if I had them or if I just suppressed them. Who knows? But um but yeah, it's, um, I found sometimes when, when a soul comes to me or shows me something and if it's a, something, sometimes they just have to deliver a message and then they are gone. Like then they're just ascended somewhere, you know, they've gone wherever, um, if it's having anything or whatever that is, but sometimes it's to deliver a message. Sometimes they have to shoot that. Like I've had spirits come where they have to show me what happened so I can, even if I can't do anything about it because it happened so long ago or whatever, it's like they just had to tell somebody. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just wanted to point that out that um, that they have messages sometimes. It's not always, they're not always coming to, to scare us or freak us out. There are those that will do that, <laughs> that that is their intention. But again, good and evil. I mean, it's on every level, every, every you know, essence. <laughs> So, okay. Because I know uh, she did come. I'm sorry. I forgot to mention she did come to me one more time before we moved out of the house. I think she knew that we were leaving. Um, my stepfather got a better position and we um, moved into a bigger house in a different neighborhood. And I never forgot the house. Trust me. I actually went back recently to visit the house and it looks completely different. And here's an interesting wow. kicker they changed the address to the house. They changed the number 
numerology is everything with yes 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 they and I didn't I didn't ring the doorbell to see who was living in the house because it looked like nobody was home so I didn't want to disturb them and there was a guy across the street cutting the grass and I asked him about the house he said it's an elderly couple that lives there and um, they're super sweet but they're not home Mm -hmm. and I was like I didn't want to bother him so I will eventually go back Uh, I go back to Virginia Beach periodically and I will eventually maybe go see you know if they let me kind of come around the house again and see if I feel anything but I went in the back of the house I walked all the way around the house and I didn't feel anything Mm -hmm. um but the little girl came to me before we moved out and she said that she just wanted to basically protect me and my family because bad things and she said it again it kind of creeped me out she said bad things continue continuously happen here Mm. Yeah. We call that our house of poltergeists. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. just never forget. And my sister was getting, my older sister was getting asthma symptoms in that house. And then as soon as we moved out, she um, miraculously recovered from asthma. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. Energy in a home can affect your health. Oh my God. Completely. Uh, yes. Yeah. So all right. You use your abilities now. I think when I was watching the interview and it's been a, I don't know, a week or two ago, I think that I saw it, but mm. um, you use your abilities now with children. Is that part of the, that I heard? Well, I, it's not that um, I give readings to the children. Right. Um, right. It's for the children. Yeah. It's I'm giving readings to the parents okay, and yeah. I'm describing predators and I have identified predators in their children's lives. And unfortunately, a lot of these predators are their spouses, their boyfriends, their girlfriends, their babysitters, their mm-hmm. teachers, their kids' coaches, their mm-hmm. kids' friends, neighbors, daddy, mama. It's very connected that a lot of these predators are people that the mom and dad know. Yep. And I have had cases, unfortunately, where spirit has told me that the parent has sold the child Mm. to sex trafficking rings and that's why the child is abducted Hmm. for authorities so i'm doing the flip side so you are authorities i have worked with authorities yes i can't disclose which authorities um but um because i'm under some serious gag rules but um, yeah, I have worked with authorities. In I mean, New it's Orleans. like my dream job, but I've always been like, I feel like the <laughs> But I guess they're, when you, you help them solve one case, they're going to be like, okay, well. Yeah, they, they can be some, they, their energy can be fierce because they, they don't like me to beat around the bush. They're like, get it out. Let's go. That's awesome. <laughs> but I have worked with authorities before um, recently, and I have worked with um, Western Australia authorities. Wonderful. My gosh, see your yeah. your boots on the ground. <laughs> you know, your <laughs> boots on the ground of guardian angel here, you know, finding these these petals and getting sorry, them. my allergies are going bananas, but yes. Yeah, she's got um, allergies still. And she's glowing. Look at her, just glowing. <laughs> Thank you. That's why I wanted to have I mean, I wanted to have you on for your story, just what you're yeah. doing and that it's such amazing work. And the importance that I think so many people in this awakening, you know, there's still a lot that have to go through it. You know, we're mm-hmm. kind of like one of the phases. I'm not going to say we're the first or second. I'm just, there's no oh. ego. It's just, we've learned a lot. And, but it lights a fire in you. I, I see a lot of people just kind of backing off and then going back to their, whatever normal life. But I can, I can, even Hold on, what? my yeah. dog's now, I don't mean to wrap the podcast. I'll be quick. My dog's now kind of losing it because my husband just left. So let me, let me crate her and put her in the other room. So yeah, take your time. So guys, I'm, I uh, knew you'd enjoy this conversation because, um, or at least you maybe just needed to hear it for some, some hope that, you know, these, these, these evil ones are being taken down (laughs) in many levels from different individuals, including those of us that, you know, have abilities or have open to our abilities. Cause I truly believe we all have these abilities. Um, while she's taking care of her dog, I'll remind you, I'll just do a brief synopsis of the other podcast I was alluding to. Michael, my boyfriend, uh, you know, who I live with, we've been together for uh, 15 years and 
And if you'll recall, if you listen to that one, um, we went to a water park, a very, it's at Camel Beach. I'm just going to name it. It's here in the Poconos. Guys, the pedals go where the kids are. Okay, just remember that. Wherever the children are, that's where the pedals go. It doesn't mean everybody around them to pedal, but they're going to go where the children are. And um, we've been on, on all the water rides. He has three daughters and uh, went on all the rides. And they were getting ready to take the lazy river ride. And for whatever reason, I just didn't want to. I said, I'm just going to sit this one out. Just for no reason, I sat it out. I stood there while they got it. They stood in line waiting to get on the ride. So I'm facing them. His three daughters are, are leaning against these ropes. And he's standing across from them talking. And I just see this guy, just see this guy right? We're guided to things, even to just look at things or to know things, um, sense things. And I just, this guy walks right behind them and he turns. And I'm going to tell you this so that you know what to watch for. He pulls a camera out of his pocket, but he held it down by his crotch area and started snapping pictures. He wasn't up here. Okay. He was very discreet. And he took a picture of their backsides. And I'm like, what in the, what in the hell is that? What in the heck? And I was, I was flabbergasted. I was, it took me a couple seconds to realize what was happening. And then I saw him turn and he took a picture of five little girls walking away, holding hands, but just had it down again, right in front of his stomach or crotch area is, is clicking. I start screaming security as loud as I can. I'm screaming security. Like I just went ballistic. The kid at the at the water, you know, then everyone's staring at me. Uh, Mike and his daughters don't know, have, they don't have a clue what's going on. Julia's losing it. <laughs> I'm screaming security. The kid at the Lazy River is like, ma'am, ma'am, what's going on? I said, that man is taking pictures of children. I think I said children's butts. I don't even know what I said. I said, he's taking pictures of children. So this man starts taking off. He knows he's been seen. And so this kid gets on his walkie talkie and he's calling. Okay, okay I'm calling him. I take off after the guy. <laughs> so um, I'm going after the guy because there's no way he's going to get away from me. And uh, he he starts walking faster. Then he starts running and I am like running. And he's had a yellow, um, it's like these things you don't forget, the color of a shirt even, a yellow tank top. And he's taking it off because very noticeable. And they put on a white t-shirt as he's running. So here comes these two security guards. They're running from the side over to me. And they're like, ma'am, ma'am, you know, what's going on? I said, that man right there, he's taking pictures of children. Get that camera. I don't want those pictures on the internet. I didn't even know this shit was going on, like, as rampant as it is. And I'm screaming, get the camera. So uh, they went after him. I stopped and started to try to breathe again. The adrenaline's pumping. Um, I really do believe I would have actually jumped on him if I had to. Uh, that's just me. That's my personality. I would have stopped him in any way possible. But the policeman found me later that day. They found me and uh, Michael and I were sitting there having a beverage and they said, we did catch him. Um, he tried to exit the, the, go out the entrance. I guess they always have a state cop there and the state uh, policeman caught him. Now, I didn't know what happened after that. I said, please get those pictures, just get the camera. We were telling people, we went out a few nights later at a bar uh, where our friends were at, I was telling the story. And they're like, oh my God, Julie, that was on the news. <laughs> we saw that on the news. And oh. he was the biggest child porn operator in the Poconos and he's going down. I'm like, again, guided. I was just guided to not go on a ride. It, that was all, right? It's just these little things that happen and it turns into, I was there to take this guy down. Um, I was telling my parents about it. And I said, I would have attacked them if I had to. And they're both like, we know that's our daughter. You would have. <laughs> so I just wanted to share that, that story with them while you were creating your dog. It just ended up being a little longer than usual. But... It's okay. I wanted to hear it. So I'm glad that you were there and you trusted your knowing and you're connected to source and you were meant to, to give that message and to help those children. And the more we talk about this, like even that it will be a slide, it'll just be a camera in front of us. It's not going to be always like that. It might be because if it's at like a touristy thing, they might just do that because it'll blend in. But that's when I realized they are so sneaky, right? Mm -hmm. And I think as parents, you know, our parents said, don't talk to strangers. Okay. Mm -hmm. We heard that. They didn't really go into detail what might happen or that we may never see you again. Or, I mean, like, or what to do. You know, if that really happens, because we really have to start teaching the children. I think every child should be in like 
self-defense or <laughs> karate. Or yeah, my uh, actually my kids that. are Taekwondo. They love it. I, I love that. I yeah. love that. Um, so yeah, so you took what happened to you, you helped put someone away, and now you're helping more children, you know, by catching more of these demons that are doing really bad things. And um, I think one of the hardest things for me to do in this whole awakening was learn about the children. That was, that was the most difficult. I mean, once you learn that, and, and as unbelievable as some people feel it is, it's, you have to do something. Like once you, mm -hmm. then you realize this has always been about the children. <laughs> it's this, always about the children. And this whole war has been about the children. It's all for the children. Yes. It's, it's all about the children. The children. Cause that's what they want. They want the children. Yeah. Um, so you're a warrior and I'm, I'm so honored to even like meet you and get to know you. And now, I don't know. I mean, put the feelers out there. If someone ever wants to <laughs> you know, work with me to see if we can make it happen. Um, I'm, I'm happy to do it. I actually saw, I, I was asking one day, I'm like, what, what else can I do? I know the importance of asking questions. What, do, what can I do next? Or what is something else I can do to bring more of these down? stop this yes digital warrior fine i'm up here i'm talking i'm doing all this but then i got julie just go to the parks just go and mm -hmm. you will be shown you know i'll guide you we whoever you will see so that's where i'm at now where i'm starting to go to you know the children's events the parks the water parks the all the things and just and i love to watch the children having fun it's so fun to be in that energy but I'm also very awake and aware of anything that I need to see and taking them down that way. Like there's so many ways we can use our gifts, mm -hmm. right? So um, back to you, Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm honored to meet you too. I just, I think it's amazing the gift that you have and now you're helping the children and we're all finding each other. You notice because they're censoring us. It's been very hard to finally get the courage to have the voice. And now they're trying to, they're trying to duct tape my voice. They're trying to censor my voice. They're trying to hinder our voices. And it's, it's just really profoundly sad because a lot of these social media apps, they're protecting their customers. And that's exactly what spirit has told me. I, so I was banned from Facebook, but they left my page up. I oh. can't even get on my own page, which is. I've been there. Yeah. yeah. And, um, that's sad. But, and I think also we're, we're wait not we're waiting, we're getting stuff done, but we know there's so many more that are going to be waking up and need to. And um, guys, we know it isn't easy and you got to dive down those rabbit holes. Um, there's things I wish I could unsee, but I know yeah. I have to get for a reason because it just made it so much more important why I'm here and why we're doing this. And I truly believe that we are, we came here to stop this. I mean, that is why we are here and it won't stop if we, if we put our head in the sand or we pretend that it's not happening or it's too much to see or, or know, or we think someone's going to save the world. We don't have to do anything. Guys, we're in it together and the kids need us. And I said this a while back. I said, I want to be able to stare at every one of those children and say, I did everything I could. I did everything I could to to help you, to wake them up, to help people see, to help people know that everything I could, I have to be able to say that. Um, so bravo for, for, you know, the censoring has been massive, but I kind of see it shifting a little bit now. I see that, that people talking about certain things aren't being taken down or, or um, you know, shut up so easily. Uh, so we'll We'll see. We'll see what's happening. I think I, the tide has turned. I do. Feel well, like we definitely um, had such a great impact with like having motion pictures made about this. I mean, um, yeah, Sound yes. of Freedom was definitely a big wake up call for a lot of people that were kind of still with one eye open, still a little asleep to what is happening. And um, I did see the movie and I'm like, um, from doing my research and helping authorities, um, that's just half of it. I mean, they're not telling really everything because honestly, I mean, this is a re really horrific, traumatizing thing to have to know that 465 children, 465,000 children go missing in our country alone a year. Do you know what that is globally? Yeah, globally? I think that's why they came out with that <laughs> movie first. It's nuts. 
And, yeah. and everybody comes to me and when I create awareness on social media, I mean, they can be kind of cruel sometimes. And they say, um, this sounds like a conspiracy theory, or this sounds like this is a new, new one. They say since the pandemic, this is a QAnon. I don't even know what that is. All I say is I'm a voice of truth. I'm a light worker. I'm a healer. I'm a spiritual advisor. And I know this almost happened to me. So if I'm getting downloads from spirit that this is happening to children all over the world and I'm having to see it and I'm having to go down these rabbit holes, I'm obviously doing, I'm doing something here. I'm, uh, I'm honestly helping a lot of children. So why are you judging this? Like it doesn't happen. And I think those people, I said this on Kathy's podcast, the people that want to call us conspiracy theorists and want to basically mute our voices are more detrimental than the actual predators that take the children, the people that don't want to believe that this is happening to children all over the world and adults. I mean, they're all adult, women together, knowing it or not. Yeah. Knowing right. it or not, they're in it. They're helping the, the evil. Right. Um, adult women, women and men are trafficked. Um, I did a reading recently with a 27 year old woman that was recently trafficked in Florida. Mm hmm. And she's getting a lot of work done to her and God bless her because she's got a lot of trauma in her body. She can't breathe. Mm -hmm. She can barely eat. She's, she keeps saying she's lucky to be alive. I, and I understand that yeah. completely. I'm very blessed and lucky to be here. I mean, I don't know to this day, really everything in the contents of that man's car. I think my parents definitely held a lot back because mm -hmm. they wanted to protect me but at the same time it's like I still have this conscious and awareness and I still know that I basically really dodged a big one there just because I had the abilities and I was trusting in my abilities as a child mm -hmm. you, you know, know I've been shown because I've asked there every one of them is going down everyone that ever you know bought a snuff film any anybody that was part of anything and the system that everyone gets so upset about, oh, we're being tracked. Guys, it's tracked everything they've done. Okay, everything is tracked. They have everything on every single person that has ever done anything. Okay, mm -hmm. and so um, they're all being dealt with. And I'm not, what is the name? I can't remember the Telegram group, to be honest, but all they post are pedos and rapists being um, arrested and their mugshots and their stories. And it is so many. You just yeah. if you watch mainstream media, you think nothing's going on. There are so many being taken down. It is mind blowing, and uh, so there's so much happening. But you know, we're all here to do our part and, and keep doing yours because because we need you. We all need to stay in this in this spiritual battle because this is you know the liberation of Earth. Like this is mm. for all of humanity. It's it's all of us. So. It's the evil in all things. It's it's yeah. the evil in our school systems. It's the evil in our churches. It's the evil in in our in our medical. And you know it's coming for medical soon. Like we don't even have to go there. They'll censor us. But no. um, yeah, they will censor They're going to try to test our, our our boundaries again. And we're not we're standing tall as a collective, and we're not going for, we're not going for it. No. We're not going to uh, allow their totalitarianism to drain us any further especially mm -hmm. in our neck of the woods no, um, are I'm you in canada are you in canada no i'm in pennsylvania oh okay i'm sorry i don't know why i thought you were um, i'm in canada northeast, now. northeast pennsylvania um okay yeah okay i'm in chicago i'm not too far yeah i mean it just it's i have people that come to my podcast and and, and my blogs from all over the world and they say that they're seeing this all over like this is not something that they've kept from us but when we talk about it yes you know it's it's just not everything that we see in the news is reality either almost so, <laughs> yeah a lot of false narratives more than ever and i just i think that i have to continue to keep going and i can't let anybody hold me back. And I even recently had to really separate myself from my family because of this. I, yeah, I told Kathy that uh, my own mother basically enabled um, somebody who essayed me later in life and just acted like it didn't happen and that I was lying about it. Well, this and, is part of our uh, test, I believe, is are you going to finally love yourself enough 
you know, feel powerful enough that you can separate from those who just don't need to be in your circle any longer, you know, yeah. and I, I would like you to share where everybody can find you because I know you have different oh, locations. Okay. So, so let's tell everybody where they can find you on. Well, I'm an easy Google. I'm Oracle Pink Medium and Tarot on uh, Facebook, Instagram. I'm Oracle Pink Intuitive Coach on TikTok. My kids wanted me to get on the TikTok. Um, Oracle Pink Medium and Tarot. I've been on Facebook for a long time. And I'm just an easy Google, Oracle Pink you know, medium and tarot. Um, and uh, what was I going to say? I'm getting ready to create some new websites. And I do a lot of my readings, uh, FaceTime, Zoom, or over the phone. You don't have to be in the room with me to experience um, a reading with me. Um, I mainly channel spirit, past loved ones, spirit guides, and it's all in love and light. Um, I know some people call me and say, you know, do I need to protect my energy doing this? No, I just, I, like you said earlier, the misconception um, th with the duality of darkness to light, it's its all in the energy of the person that's giving the reading. Um, I've been able to describe people, name names. Um, I channeled so intensely one afternoon for the authority figures that I started scribbling numbers down over and over. And I've never been led to do that by spirit. I just kept you know, kept writing numbers over and over and over. And then I submitted them. They were three making models of vehicles that abducted the same child. Basically the same child they were looking for were connected to these three vehicles. Wow, I love that's it. What freaked me, that's what I knew it was time to, to like really like help the authorities. Like, like I thought, you know, maybe I was losing my mind. I thought, you know, maybe I'm seeing things like, maybe I'm just hallucinating for a long time. And that's why I cut my gifts off between the ages of 25 and 35 for 10 years. I cut it off just after working with authorities because I thought I was going crazy, mm -hmm. especially when I channeled so intense that my nose started bleeding and I'm like writing numbers down over and over. I was like, why don't I led to write numbers over and over? And the authority figures, they just said, um, you'll be surprised what numerology, what we can decode with numerology. And then they come back with these were license plates of predators. Amazing. That's I'm like, okay, maybe there's something here that I didn't realize that I could do to help humanity and help the children of the world. Absolutely. And then I got, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's wonderful. Um, and I understand that whole taking a break when you're not sure. And that happened for me on my awakening three, four years ago, because I started learning so much that I didn't realize. So then I started going, well, if, if I can do this, like, why didn't I know that? Why didn't I realize mm -hmm. that was going on? But that is all part of the whole, um, I don't know, the spell of amnesia. I don't know what to spell, I think, but uh, who knows what it is. So yeah, I get it. It's, uh, it's fascinating work. It's so rewarding, you know especially like doing what you're doing and helping them uh, save the children. It just, I'm going to have to go to a water park now this, this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I've got to just go to the water parks because uh, I actually was told to do that. Um, so maybe that's just one way I can help. I can just go and uh, alert anyone there to, to someone acting suspicious. So everyone, uh, you know how to reach out to Olivia now. She is a gem. I know you really felt her her energy and her spirit and her love and uh i'm just so you know we're meeting each other we're finding each other and i have to tell you this too one more last thing unless you have more to tell us i have all day whatever you want to do <laughs> um i've been calling out like saying like i just i'm ready to meet the other warriors i need the other warriors i don't so they don't want this, but I want the warriors. I, that's my tribe and I need the warriors to come around. I need more of them around me because it helps. Yeah. I think it helps us. Like it fuels us if we have others doing the work too. Um, instead of the one sitting back and saying, someone please do something and I'm going to go, you know, watch movies and eat, eat ice cream. Yeah, we need everyone to stand up. <laughs> that's all about Kathy. She's like, everyone get up. <laughs> We're finding our spiritual armies. Yes. Yeah. And there are different groups doing different things. And we're all a part of this, this beautiful ascension process, this great awakening. And we are so lucky to be here 
to witness it all. Like I feel, you know, we're all the chosen ones, every single one of us, every we're all the chosen ones. There's not one group that's the chosen ones. We're all chosen to be here at this time. So thank you for being here with me. Well, thank you for having me. And um, yeah, I hope to have you on again. If you ever want to come on and talk about, I know you can't give details, but if you want to share anything else, anything new that happens that you come across, experienced, then please reach out. Yeah, I, uh, I'm working on a few things. Memoirs of a Medium, we're going to talk about basically like my near, you know, horrific situation with the um, child trafficker that tried to abduct me in the 80s. And then I'm going to go into how I knew I was channeling spirit and not hallucinating or my parents thinking I had schizophrenia, which they thought I did. And how I knew that this was my calling once I started helping the children. I didn't start helping the children like with an intent to start helping the children. It kind of happened by accident. Yeah. Um, I started helping the children when I was in New Orleans, when I was dating a uh, detective in New Orleans. Oh, can't say his name, but um, yeah. So that's memoirs of the medium. And then once I recently got married um, and we moved into a new house here in Chicago, thank God I'm not there anymore. Um, I have three beautiful small stepchildren. I didn't have any children biologically. Unfortunately, I miscarried three children. See how that works. Now I have three beautiful stepchildren. Mm -hmm. I've been told by spirit many times that I'm supposed to be the mother of the world. So I'm not to have any biological children because I'm, I have to be focused and busy helping other people's children. So that's another I the same message. I don't have, yes. <laughs> I was going to tell you, I felt that too. I, yeah. I always say like and, it's not an angel or something. Right. We can't have our own children physically because we have to be there so intensely, emotionally, physically, and spiritually for everybody else's kids. Yep. And we kind of have to be the mommy watchdog, the mama bears for everybody else's children that aren't aware, that aren't paying attention, that just don't think that this happens, you know? Um, and I moved into this house and I moved above a very demonic sold. Well, I don't know if she has a soul, but I moved above a very demonic energy person. It's mm -hmm. pure so psychopath. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be working on that podcast next about how, um, I was basically slaying demons in my dreams living above this woman. And we have so much in common. <laughs> yes. And I woke up in the middle of the night screaming because basically I pulled myself out of a dream where this woman that lived below me was keeping me captive in her home. She's keeping me held hostage. And the closer and closer she got to my face, her face shape shifted into a demonic entity, you know, entity. And I thought I was losing my mind in this dream. I'm like, am I really dreaming this? And I pulled myself out and I saw myself literally like fly off the bed. I'm not kidding you. And as I was on the floor crying my eyes out, I heard the demon speak to me in the room. And this was recently. So it's like, okay, we're not in a spiritual war because I'm helping children. I'm helping humanity and I'm waking up people. This demon was definitely after me and my kids because my stepdaughter kept screaming in a room. And finally, it woke my husband up and, and then I didn't feel it in the room anymore. Once mm -hmm. he tried, you know, once he went to attend to her and turned the lights on and I said, yeah, we got to get out of this house. I, I just feel like I kept attracting dark energy people in the last 10 years for a reason. And they're trying to throw me off my course. They're trying to get me off my spiritual mission and path. And so this they woman never wanted uh, us, you to wake up to what you were here to do. Right. And fear is the only one, you know, is the way that they have suppressed so many people. Um, and so that's what they continue to try to do. Well, the scary part about it was the next morning when I was getting into the shower um, I noticed once I unclothed and got into the shower that my whole chest was covered in scratch marks. Jeez. So I literally pulled myself out of that. And it's like, that's another podcast I'm doing. Um, and I can't name the name of that one because I haven't copyrighted yet. But I definitely feel like I've got a lot of stories to tell about my spiritual mission and how I came to do the things that I do. 
and why I'm here doing this to help humanity, help kids. I mean, I've had a lot of dreams where I'm underground with the military. I don't even know how many dreams I've had like that. And I'm like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? And they're like, turn around. And in the dream, I turn around and there's thousands of children crying my name. Mm-hmm. And it's always when I think, oh, I can't do this. I can't go down another rabbit hole. Don't make me go. <laughs> or I can't take another reading where uh, she trusted somebody to be around her son, that kind of thing. And I, I have to see, I have to see when I channel what they've done to their children. Mm-hmm. That's what hinders me. That's what breaks me every single time. And something keeps saying you can't stop. No matter what your mom thinks, no matter what your family thinks, no matter what society thinks, no matter how many demons are you're gonna have to slay in your dreams, you have to keep going. Yep, you do. Yep, we do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always say that they're scared of me now. Like, <laughs> they're scared of me, so uh, yeah, I were We're a force to be reckoned with. I, yeah, I, I am. I am now. It's funny because they'll try to get to other people, right? To loved ones, to get to me, to to attack them or to put send a message through them. That was part of my whole awakening of this whole evil that was here was just starting to see people's eyes turn black and giving me messages. Oh, you've seen the you've seen the psychopaths there. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's not like a a possession. They just have used them to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And their eyes turn black and they, their yep. voice is different. And the first mm-hmm. time it happened, I I was just frozen. Because I, I think your soul recognizes like, oh shit, just this. And and so anyway, that was what started me in this whole, finally the third person, third or fourth. And it was someone I was really close to. Eyes turned black and different voice. And just went like, pointed at me and went like this. And I was mm-hmm. just, what the fuck is going on here? No, I, I totally, I totally, everybody knows that. <laughs> I so, like it that you're open and, and just very direct in your podcast. You don't, you don't filter it. You just say it like it is. And yeah, you don't I like totally, it. I totally agree with you. Like I saw the eye shape shifts. I saw the face shape shift. Um, The woman I'm speaking about that I lived above. I actually have videos. I have photos of it. If you want to see it, um, I saw her face shift, shape, face shape shift on our doorbell camera and on our security cameras on our back porches. Dang. I mean, it's up to you, but if you send me those uh, they're on my they're on my social media pages. I'll send them to you. I'll, it's put, just, them in, I'll put them in this video at the time we're talking yeah. about. And yeah. she's a lawyer and I can't say her name and I can't say, you know, but um, she's about to face the biggest karma payback. Um, she's about to lose her home and she's about to lose her license. Um, she's hurt a lot of people. Um, being a fraudulent attorney and doing a lot of corrupt, um, nefarious things um, and illegal things. And that's why she didn't want us living above her. And that's why she didn't want my landlord living above her when he lived there with his wife and newborn. And the scariest part about it that made us really get out of there and run with our head between our legs is that she tried to unalive my three step kids. Yeah. I'm glad we're talking about this too, because this is probably a whole other show. We can do another one. Yeah. they 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 do cast spells <laughs> yeah this is all about actually uh the spell casting and the brainwashing and the mind controlling and, mm-hmm. and so we have to talk about it because that wakes us up to what has been happening it helps give us the power and the armor i would say the armor of god i say god the source whoever whatever that is that you call that that mm-hmm. being, um that's even not even the right word but um I have the armor on and I know, you know, nothing can happen to me. It's, I've already seen myself at like 80 years old with all these little kids around me, hugging me. I've seen it, you know, I'm actually manifesting retreats for children. And that's what my, I'm here to do is create these retreats um, for kids to come to and their families, you know? And so I've seen that, that ending, Mm -hmm. I've seen that time and it's this timeline. So yeah, fascinating. I could just talk to you forever because uh, it does fascinating fascinate me. And I want to talk to anyone who who this freaks out or scares. Okay, um, Archangel Michael was very instrumental for me. I mean, helped me so much. 
to learn to stand in my own power. You know, I call, I still call on him for things. Mm -hmm. you know, if I wake up and things are a little freaky and my bedroom feels weird and it just happened the other night, I'm like, all right, just get this shit out of here. I don't have time for this. <laughs> sleep, you know, and, and I, I can sense he's there and he's cleaning house. Um, but this is about us becoming awake and aware. So we have to have certain experiences so that we know what's happening. Yes. So thank you for being this, uh, this warrior, this warrior angel. That well, I, I'm trying like many others, thousands of others out there. And if they're we're listening, doing it. They're we're watching. doing it through the backlash. I mean, I'm sure you got it too. I've been called so many things. I've been, I've been attacked and I'm like, if that's all you, honey, I hope you wake up because <laughs> Your words. What I never under I'm gonna understand is why are they getting angry about us wanting to protect the welfare of children and their virtue? Yeah. What's what's more sacred than a child's virtue? I mean, um, like I was saying, it was it was really hard to know that she wanted to shut the garage door on my children while they were waiting in the car with the engine running. I thought if somebody's gonna hate a child that much, well, three children at that. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't take much for carbon monoxide poisoning to unalive. I always say unalive when we're on internet and stuff because they never like the word kill or death or murder. But to unalive somebody with carbon monoxide poisoning and the fact that my children were intelligent enough to know to get the hell out of the car. Mm -hmm. And it's like if somebody's going to have that much evil and hatred towards little kids, right. little children, mm -hmm. something definitely is mentally wrong with that person. And I think that that's what we're calling out more than anything is the mental health awareness in other people and who we can trust and who we can't trust. Yep. And allowing our ch children to like really learn conscious awareness and to be able to trust their own gifts because it, you know, my generation, your generation, very similar, you know, that, you know, this was not talked about. Mm -hmm. As kids, we didn't learn. I mean, we learned about bad touching, good touching, don't talk to strangers. But to, to trust that little inner voice that we have, that knowing, that conscious knowing, to use discernment, to know I can't get in that guy's car just because he's promised me a puppy, a toy, a candy bar. Right. I mean, we really have to teach our children that <laughs> it's 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 been happening since the dawn of time, but it's finally coming to an end. And I hope for once for good, I have heard some breakthroughs, you know, as you brought up with the, with the technology coming and them using quantity. Here. They already have everything on everything. They have everything now. That's why they the have... thing that we bitch about or people say they're, I don't want to be trapped. I'm like, it's a good thing because they, they have everything. Mm -hmm. And this whole awakening thing, it's kind of drip feeding. And I understand it now. Once you really understand that this was done, I believe, done for the least uh, amount of loss of life. And that's even can, can can count people losing their minds. I mean, because, mm -hmm. yeah, I just kind of babbling right now. So, no, it's fine. <laughs> but what I was, was going to say, um, if there's anything else you want to ask me, I didn't want to keep you up. And um, I have how, to. How prepare. far out are you? Like, when, what do people have to look forward to? Like, how far booked out are you? Most people book me out at least a week, two weeks in advance, um, only usually in the fall into winter, because I do a lot of public spiritual events and expos in the fall and winter. Okay. Um, and I still work with paranormal activity groups where we go in and cleanse homes, cleanse spaces um, from de demonic energy. I'm still on the fence that if I want to really dabble harder into that work, um, I can't say it doesn't frighten me. I, I, so like... I do it remotely. I don't know if you've tried that. I mean, I do it remotely for people's homes. And yeah. I mean, I, I assume you do remote viewing because you can see things yeah, that happen. I do remote viewing. And then sometimes people ask me here in Chicago. We have a lot of stuff here in Chicago um, and Indiana to do it. And I've been doing it more. So I feel like I'm I'm getting a little bit more comfortable doing it. But I just don't know if it's really my calling as much as giving messages from spirit guides and past loved ones and helping people wake up basically and helping the children because those are my big ones those are my yeah. big ones I did that work I did a lot of clearings in the past and that's something I felt guided to kind of move out of 
only to yeah. do it remotely. I didn't have to be there physically anymore. Um, I mean, I've had my hand grab and turn upside down when I'm I'm burning Palo Santo and and I'm like, Dad, no, that's not allowed. Not gonna, and it, I had to, that had to happen so that I could know that it could happen. <laughs> so, um, yeah. but I'm actually going to book a reading with you. I think. Because oh, nice. I, okay. I am, and um, I don't know. Maybe even we'll record it and we'll uh, post it. I don't know, but. I have wanted a reading for a very long time and my mentor who I love dearly is not awake to any of this yet. And I kind of made this vow that I would not have a reading from anyone that was not awake anymore, that they had to know everything. You had to know everything going yeah. on. So I'm okay. going to actually look, look you up, get in, get on your calendar hopefully. And then um, we'll either record it and I'll share it. Cause I, my podcast, I'm an open book and everybody knows that. Um, but I have been thinking about that lately and asking for the warriors and I got two in one right here. <laughs> nice. The warrior who will be giving me a reading. <laughs> well, I, I, it would be my pleasure. Yes. And, um, yeah. I'm not hard to book too much. It's just sometimes people, you know, they'll, they'll email me or text me, you know, 24 to 48 hours. And I always make the time I do readings from technically I do readings from 10 o'clock in the morning, central time to 10 PM. I can do readings that late. I mean, I do take breaks throughout the day. Um, I'm also a medical esthetician here in Chicago, and I just got my permit to open up my own studio in my home. Oh, yay. yeah. Good for you. Um, it's a private entrance, so people don't have to come through my residence, and it's so much easier. And um, I can work on both businesses now, so I don't have to get in the car. I don't have to get in Ubers Great. to go back and forth. And then I'm able to also take guests here who want mediumship and Reiki healing. I also do that. Me too. So much in common. I have to ask you too, because when you do the readings, you're really on a high. I'm always like, I'm on a high. Even talking to you, I get like, in. it's just this energetic high. Um, I, can, yeah. I can't ever explain it. <laughs> People have to experience it. I, uh, I, t I take in a lot of energy and it, it sometimes it hinders me, but I try not to allow it to hinder me that I'm not only a medium, but I'm also an empath. So sometimes, if not a lot of the times I do cry with my guests in their readings when we're connecting with their their spirit guides especially their past loved ones course, i yeah. also do readings i just finished out my my 2023 season it was so sad it went so fast at the bristol renaissance fair here in kenosha wisconsin and i was a woman that came right towards the end of my shift and she held my hand and she said please don't think this is weird but i've been kind of watching you online and i know you know how to channel spirit and i said no that's awesome you know and she said, uh, I really want to connect with my husband if that's possible. And I said, well, I have no idea who's going to come through. Um, I, I've, I've spoken to so many mediums and I've yet to hear anybody say, oh, we have control who comes through. Now, we do have control what we allow yeah. to come through. Right. Um, all of nothing dark, you know, but I definitely said, you know, just take the messages and we'll relax. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm channeling in her husband that just passed and um she had him on life support for a while mm. so I felt so much guilt there and it wasn't her fault and I cried my eyes out with her yeah and I said I guess this is why I didn't get into psychiatry because I thought about getting into that field of study I did study it and I'm like last thing you want is your therapist crying all over the place with you oh <laughs> but you're I gonna, just you're, can't you're help still a therapist <laughs> my heart bleeds for people, especially when I'm able to connect with their past loved one. I feel like Oda Mae Brown from Whoopi Goldberg from Ghost, that I can do that for people, that I can be the voice of spirit for them and allow them to connect with their loved one again. Yeah. Beautiful thing. Thank you so much for yeah. your work. For Thank you. Your purpose. All right, guys. Um, this has been a great conversation. I'm sure that you've really enjoyed it as well, hearing Olivia's story and, and all of the cool work she's doing. Again, um, or Oracle Pink Medium and Tarot. That's Correct. Put in the Wait, go ahead and say it again. It's Oracle Pink Medium and Tarot. Okay. And and now I'm getting my website built. Um, I had a website, oraclepink.com. And unfortunately, don't do business with GoDaddy. I hope they don't sue me for saying this, but they didn't let me know that my hosting contract expired from the pandemic when I signed up. 
And they sold my site to another domain company. And now the domain company is full extortion, wants me to buy my website back for $10,000. $10,000. My website got hacked too, but not by GoDaddy or anyone. But I got hacked and taken down. So, oh boy. And my so I'm really having it rebuilt. <laughs> and I never, have you heard of this? Uh, I've never heard of .co, but we're coming into a new technology era. So, dot go dot co it is we're going to be www.oraclepink.co i should be launching my new website in a matter of counting the minutes 30 days and um i'm going to be posting my events my schedule ways to book me um just stuff about my podcast um you know my tiktok my instagram my facebook i do stay active on all my platforms to contact you guys to let you know when i go live and stuff Yay, all those ways that they can connect with you. Well, thank you again for coming. Thank you. Um, you've been, you're a breath of fresh air. That's what we all needed. And um, yeah, just proud to be boots on the ground with you here doing our, I say it, angelic work. And I say it ain't always easy being an angel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when demons try to come after you, but I'm not going to, we're not going to let them stop us. No, we're not stopping at all. Well, everyone, I'm sending so much love to you. I uh, hope that you are making your way through your own great awakening. Just know that you're not alone ever, that we're in this together, and we are sending so much love your way. Talk soon. Thank you.